Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It's Natalia, and welcome back to Unfiltered Fashion Talks. Today, we have the one and only Emma Rubinson with us today. How are you? Doing great. Um, so if people don't know who you are, give us a quick little intro of yourself. Sure. So my name is Emma Rubinson. I just graduated uh, from fashion school this past spring in 2021. Um, I have been doing fashion since I was super little. I just love working with materials and textiles and bright, bright colors, um, as you can see. Probably. Yes. <laughs> um, and I am so excited to have met Natalia through TikTok, where I've been sharing yes. my work and process and all of that. And super cool to be here and talking about inspiration and fashion and all that yes okay so let's go back to like how you started in fashion I feel like you know all of us that do fashion we're like it's just always been a thing in our lives um but give us like your you know pre-fashion school story sure so I kind of got started when I was really young at summer camp um (laughs) I had a friend actually who is now one of my good friends here in the city we like went all the way through fashion school together and has been one of my longest lifelong friends. But the two of us, when we were really young at summer camp, um, got into fashion design. She used to go to uh, like an after school sewing studio back at home. And I kind of joined that a little bit later. Um, I really started getting into it with cutting up t-shirts and Mm -hmm. and doing like upcycled projects and just getting whatever materials I could find to create whatever I could think of at the time, just to kind of get practice and to figure out what things I needed to learn and just kind of develop any amount of understanding because I just, there was no waiting for like the right time to start getting into it. I just had to go for it. Right. Um, So that was kind of like my middle school fashion experience. Um, And then later in high school, I started working more um, one-on-one with the, the teacher that ran this, this after school program to work on a, project like a senior project where I did a big installation event um it was based around fashion but it was also about kind of bringing an experience to a group of people where they could kind of all have this collective shared event and experience where people Mm -hmm. could kind of contribute to the art and uh, connect with each other and that kind of was like probably the spark into where I'm going now um Mm -hmm. I just have always kind of worked on my own projects and then I went into school kind of with this like very creative passion looking for you know ways to bring people together through art and that's kind of where a lot of my inspiration comes from and Mm -hmm. um, the thought process that I use to develop my collections now. Right yeah you're definitely like one of the like most creative people I feel like I see nowadays. (laughs) (laughs) Also like just very like bold and like colorful in your designs and I feel like that's not seen as much sometimes. So I love it. That's really cool. Let's talk about your final like thesis project or whatever it's called that you did for college. Because I feel like, is that what kind of like blew you up on TikTok in a way? Sort of. I kind of realized while I was going through, I wanted to build an audience on TikTok because I wanted to have an audience to see the collection when it was going to come out. I knew for all of college, I knew that I was going to be doing a thesis collection. I had sort of gotten into social media stuff before, but just didn't really have the patience and wasn't ever really good with it. And right. 
I take social media hiatuses like once a month. You have to. (laughs) (laughs) I I kind of just didn't really have the stamina to keep it up until the pandemic Mm -hmm. when I was like, you know what? Like it's summer before my senior year. I have literally nothing else to do. I might as well kind of like gather people who are passionate about the same thing and share some of my stuff so that, you know, in a year from now when I'm coming out with my collection, hopefully I'll have an audience that I'll be able to share it with and something that people can back to and make some new friends along the way. So that, so I kind of did it by, you know, I kind of like navigated to find the niche. I Mm -hmm. settled with like pattern making tutorials because that was something that people seem to really like when I would show working on my thesis, I'd be like, Hey, you know, I want to make this sleeve and it's going to be like, how do I do that? And I showed a video that it blew up. I think that's what got me like probably the majority of my follower base at the beginning. Mm -hmm. So I kind of kept with it and I just, you know, came up with different fun tutorials of like how to show people how to manipulate patterns. And I feel like that's something that I, I haven't seen anybody on TikTok that does. No, I don't think anybody really does. There's a lot. I, I, it's been awesome to find like so many accounts that do like sewing supplies and kind of right. showing they're making something process and things like that. And I, th- I feel like the pattern making, I feel like I've really found my like very specific niche with. Yes, making. you definitely have. And I love pattern making. It's like one of the most fun parts of the process to me. It's, mm-hmm. it's like a little puzzle to figure out like yeah. I thing on flat paper, like how am I actually going to construct it? And I think it's pretty cool. Like when I can actually figure that out and like, show yes, how to do that. Um, and you know, with tutorials, it's like a way that people can kind of see what I'm doing and figure out a way to like implement it into their own life. So then we have right. something in common and then there's more of a conversation, you know, and they, and it's, they kind of understand when the collection comes out, like they see what goes into it and they right. see that it's like so much work to create, you know, just six outfits, you know, took me like yeah. a year to make. And so people kind of like we're looking forward to that because they were seeing oh they seeing like you know little little sleeves or this and that and probably being like oh like I remember when I did that TikTok where I showed how I patterned that sleeve this is how it looks in the final garment right and that was really fun um yeah so that was like the social media promo leading up to the to the thesis show right which was so cool by the way that collection is so freaking cool Thank you. Like, I always love seeing people who do that type of stuff because I'm just, like, not a very avant-garde, like, designer whatsoever. I've always been super just, like, wearable pieces kind of person. So I love seeing people that actually do creative stuff like that because I'm, like, I just was never one of those people. So it's, like, (laughs) the coolest thing to me when people can come up with stuff like that. I'm, like, wow, (laughs) I could never. (laughs) Thanks. Well, I think it's cool that, like, the industry has so many different types of designers that some of us are, you know, obviously there has to be, like, some some designers that are making things that people want to wear right <laughs> and I you know maybe I'm like not doing myself a favor by making stuff that I am only making one-off pieces of but but it's it, like art you know. though you know yeah I, like- I do love the like craft part of it I put a lot yeah. of like, attention to detail into like all the specific like textiles that I'm exactly. using experimenting and all of that and I, and I found a way that I'm going to be able to share the one that I'm working on now so that people can wear it without me having to go into Yes. So that's, that's so exciting, <laughs> which we're also going to talk about that because I'm very intrigued about your future plans. It's also cool for people to see that you can come out with like a design degree and you don't have to like right away be like a fashion designer at some like big company or anything. Like I feel like everybody has that stereotype of like if you go into fashion design, like the only job opportunity you have is like being a fashion designer at some brand 
but I'm like mm-hmm. there's like so much to fashion and I know you did like a little mini series on like TikTok of all the different like jobs and stuff you could have in fashion because I feel like that's such a commonly asked question it's like what do you even do with this degree yeah I feel like it's it's because people don't know that it's a deterrent yeah. from people going to study fashion because they think right. they're not gonna end up with a job which is like totally not the case like exactly. I think people have this like very just just like I guess like uninformed mentality of like mm-hmm. either I have to be my own famous fashion designer or I'm yeah. gonna be like, unemployed or like working minimum wage forever which is like so not, not true. Safe. there are so many fashion is like one of the biggest industries that exists exactly it's closed it relates to everybody on some level like yeah the amount of of people that are needed to do specific things within that industry like not even to mention there's so many different types of fashion that you can get into yes like, it's I I feel that it's a very like stable career like path because mm-hmm. there are so many things like I want to start my own brand but I have so much to learn before I do that like I, yeah. I know that I'm gonna like work for a bunch of people before I end up going off and doing my own thing you know yeah no I think that's so cool and I appreciate that you bring light to that because I always get asked about those things and I just never know how to answer them I'm like I know there's a million jobs in fashion <laughs> I never did them like I never worked them but I know there's a lot of other things you can do yeah so I'm like, I never had to apply to a job right out of fashion school. So I feel like I'm never qualified enough to tell people like, you can get a job with a degree. Cause I'm like, I never even tried. <laughs> so well, you're doing it all. You're doing it all yourself. So yeah. you know all the different things that it takes to go to create a successful brand, you know? Right. Like, yeah. It's of- just like a different path. So I always feel like I'm not allowed to tell people like, yeah, you'll get a job right after school. Cause I, I don't know. Like I never actually tried. <laughs> <laughs> so I always feel like I'm not allowed to say that, but you definitely can get a lot of great jobs in the fashion industry regardless so and I know a lot you know so many people will like I you know my my job is like kind of tangential to fashion I'm not working at a fashion company but I'm working at a company that works with a lot of fashion companies so it's like there you know the possibilities are endless there's so many things you can do yeah they really are um so you kind of mentioned that you want to start a brand and I know you've been like teasing stuff on social media <laughs> I tease stuff so that I hold myself accountable yeah. no I do the same thing though I'll be I'm like the- mm, new collection coming have I started on it no oh my god but I'm like I was like oh I'm just gonna like make a mood board and post it I and I was like and I got so many dms that were like oh my god is it a new collection I was like yeah, <laughs> yeah but you gotta do it I get it you gotta tease it so that people keep you accountable for it I know um, then it's like I can't like post it and then not do it because like exactly. if I'm not it's like I, I gotta be like credible to some degree you know yeah and there will be that one hey guys, person like, that's like hey you said this like three months ago are you doing it <laughs> I'm be like um I kind of just said like I kind of just said no yeah I, that is why I post it because I I'm saving myself from the future embarrassment of saying that I didn't do it yes um <laughs> Yeah, but it's so hard. I mean, like, I, I feel like I, I work so hard at my yeah. job. Like, I also live in New York and, like, want to have my life in New York. So yeah, as you should. I feel like, I feel like everybody in the city has the same type of mentality of if you don't wake up early, like, everybody, like, does a zillion things. Everybody right. hates the morning but has to wake up early because otherwise there's not enough time in the day. Yeah. And by the end, of, and then it's like, everybody's like crazy grinding all weekend. Then people go so hard on the weekends, just like right. <laughs> being like, okay, we made it, you know? Yeah. Which is very fun. It's an interesting 
it's an interesting hustle of a lifestyle it definitely is it definitely is so are you gonna come out with anything are you actively working on anything or are you like playing with the idea of it I am actively working on things okay I'm actually going fabric sourcing today so exciting Um, I'm I'm really excited I have not been on like a little garment district swatching spree in a while so I'm really so fun Um, I'm taking my coworker who's never been before so that'll be good oh that's exciting um yeah so so I recently had this like big emotional renaissance Mm -hmm. (laughs) like the inception of the idea where I was like I don't know just things just felt like they were just making sense and I felt like you know I'd been through this like pretty intense like growth period over the course of the pandemic and now I'm like I'm living in New York like I'm 22 and yeah pandemic's still around but like I'm just so excited about the next chapter of my life Mm -hmm. so and I feel like that's kind of the vibe like people are really itching to like just burst out of this like yes really unfortunate like situation that we're in and have been for the last like two years yeah I really don't want to talk about the pandemic because I'm tired of it yeah me too me too (laughs) um but you know I just feel like everybody's like really itching for something really exciting and that's kind of the inception of my inspiration for this collection Mm -hmm. um it's called emergence and the way that that kind of applies in various forms um and I listen to like a lot of EDM when I'm trying to design because I love that <laughs> no it gives me like the endorphin high you know like mm-hmm. I have to like have my headphones on with the bass boosted and it's got to be like blasting bass drops That's and I'm so telling funny. you like that is where I come up with my best ideas like I will sit there and I will like just close my eyes and then the bass will drop and I like see the runway and, and you're I'm, like, like emergence <laughs> I know it's gonna be <laughs> um yeah no exactly I mean it, it just music is so inspiring to me and that's kind of where I started with this one I have this whole vision that on my birthday it's gonna launch it's a little tight I'm giving myself five months for this whole thing I mean it's possible it's It's tight but it's possible yeah so the goal is I'm working with this um rental platform app called wardrobe I don't know if you Mm -hmm. yeah I've heard of them they do it's basically like rent the runway but like individuals can create a closet that people Mm -hmm. can rent from and a lot of people are doing it you know just as like a I have this like evening gown that like I never wear it fits my closet like I'll make some passive income on the side Mm -hmm. and I was talking to somebody there who was kind of explaining to me how the platform works and I was like could this be an opportunity for me to launch a collection where I don't have to give up my pieces that I'm emotionally attached to right and people can wear them and and, you know, I'm, I'm not going into production. So it's kind of going to be like one-off pieces that are rentable Yeah. Um, that people, you know, and, and then it'll be like a testing the market thing of like, this thing got rented a bunch of times. That's clearly something that people like. So that's, right. you know, if I'm going to invest in production, that's a good place to start. Yeah. Um, and because of that, like, I'm, I'm trying to do, you know, things with like lots of knits and stretch fabrics and things like that. So they mm-hmm. can be like size flexible because yeah. I think it would like suck for me to be like, here's a collection that I made, but it is only in size four. And yep. Um, <laughs> and you're going to get so much hate uh, for that. Yeah. <laughs> so that is the one thing that I feel like is really important to me to make sure that it's like going to be a collection that's accessible to people to wear. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's hard, because, you know, cause like if I'm going to spend so much time on one piece, it's, I can't do it in every size. Like it's no, just, you can't, it's impossible. 
you know, it's like, it would be so expensive. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm thinking about that in my design process. Like, how can I, how can I like maximize the size range of this garment flattering on as many people as possible while still Mm -hmm. being like the avant-garde style that I love. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, that's like, that's going to be something that I'm looking for when I'm like material sourcing. It's like, yeah, just things that are flexible and, um, will be able to be worn by a lot of people. Cause I think otherwise it would be very limiting and not very successful. Unfortunately. Yeah. But no, that's so cool. I wouldn't even like think of launching a collection in like a rental way, but that's so smart. I, I didn't even think of it until I heard about this. Like originally I was like, Oh, like this seems like a sustainable fashion thing. Like maybe right. I'm for a TikTok. And then I was like, this is so much better than that. Like I can yeah. actually use this as a way to like actually give my work to people and like you know I'll do accessories I'll do merch I'll do like stuff that goes with it that if people want to like buy pieces that like you know aren't going to be super labor intensive like I will be able to produce right um you know as like an alternative but like yeah like I I always I always wanted to like because that's the point you know like you make your way get to see it and like that's cool but like it's even better if you get to share it with them and they get to actually touch it and wear it and yes it. you know like I want to make the way that I think about my design process is like I want people to wear my stuff and feel like they can just own the world and like if they can't wear yeah. it then they're not gonna feel that way so. exactly yeah and I think it's so cool with like rental because I'm like a lot of people can get that experience with like a single piece right obviously if you're doing these like, like crazy pieces it's like you're not gonna make a million of these there's only like one and it's like people know that it's a -a one-of-a-kind piece and people know like you know I have this for a week you know like I'm gonna make the most out of I'm gonna make the most out of like what I have it for the week for you know and it's like nobody needs like something like that to sit in their closet and like no it can you know the odds that like a hundred people are gonna want that exact garment at the same time pretty small exactly a hundred people can wear that garment for their one event and yeah it can be like a living and then it has a story and like you know people have like it, it it's like you know sisterhood of the traveling pants like people post yes <laughs> their instagrams like wearing the thing and somebody else is like oh my god I wore that like six months ago you know like yeah so I, I'm excited about that prospect I think that'll be really cool I think I will probably have more to say on it when I'm like more developed and actually making the question. right yeah um, that's kind of that's kind of the plan that's so cool yeah I love that like I love that so much it's also like really great like promo for yourself because people if they rent those pieces out they're gonna take pictures in it like there's no way you're renting something like that and not taking a picture in it (laughs) (laughs) that's so cool I'm excited should be fun I'm a little I don't know how I'm gonna get it done in five months but yeah, I don't blame you. It is a lot, especially if you are kind of working on trying to make it like size inclusive in a sense of like making things either like adjustable or like stretchy enough or like, you know, like that. There's like a lot to that that people don't realize. Like size inclusivity is really, really difficult to actually achieve. Yeah. And very expensive, which yeah. unfortunately is not talked about enough, but it's difficult. Yeah. I, it's also like, things like grading patterns to different sizes is like not a thing that any nobody knows how to do it I don't know how to do it (laughs) like I get asked about it all the time because like I do do it for my brand but like I don't know if I'm doing it correctly 
Right. I feel like everyone's everyone's either figuring it out and winging yeah. it, or you know, you have this like super access, super expensive and accessible computer software that you like exactly studio for in order to do it. And it's like at that point, it's worth it to just have a professional just create your patterns for you. Exactly. Like, yeah, I wish I wish there was like a a book on it or something there, like, I, like I've tried I I have a book on grading but it's like very basic grading it's like a normal like you know like from your normal sloper and then grade it but I'm like what about like princess seams right. how do you grade that or like multiple right. like panels like how do you grade that right yeah like you like and it's like if you have designs that are so complex like you can't you got to do so many fittings with every single size to even see if you've graded correctly and then probably make a zillion adjustments like it is an entire yeah itself I think it's so funny on TikTok when people are like how do you do this and then how do you make it in a size range and I'm like yeah I'm like you're probably gonna spend a year on that (laughs) literally especially if you are trying to get into like the plus sizes like that's a whole different kind of grading that there is zero books on zero anything on like I have like searched like so much of the internet trying to find like some sort of standard way of doing plus size grading nothing there is no book there is no nobody knows well and like even the major even the major stores like get it wrong exactly so it's like there's just no knowledge of it yeah there's, there's so many like so many issues with yeah no it's there needs it's to be a lot. On. especially because I know there's so many designers that like want to do it and want to do it right exactly but if like you know major fashion brands are not grading proportionally you know like a lot of the times they'll just yeah. be like just scale it up and it's like right. no like, like that's not how you make things look flattering on exactly actual body like it's not just like a it's not yeah. that easy <laughs> plus it's like you know you have people that like can wear the same size but like it's gonna be totally differently because like some people have really long legs some people have no wider hips and some people have different proportions like yeah I feel like the best thing to do is like and it's like this is like only something that you can do for one design at a time you know like Mm -hmm. do made to order and just keep all your patterns but like the amount of time that that's going to take to build up a pattern library of like yeah. every style in every size you want to offer years yeah like it's so expensive so time consuming and like so difficult yeah so difficult yeah and like I've managed this far somehow somehow <laughs> but I'm like I don't I'm like if this continues growing I don't know if I can keep this up because yeah. Just too much. Do you check out your stuff to get graded by someone else or do you do like, <laughs> funny story I did that one time for my last collection because I was like oh I'm gonna save myself time I'm gonna get it professionally done because they were like pieces that like actually had zippers and like it was a little bit more complex than previous things I'd done so I was like I'll get it professionally graded got some random grader on like Fiverr who had like all five stars great reviews said she had like a bunch of experience in the industry or whatever and I was like seems legit she ended up messing it all up and had to redo all of my patterns, ended up grading it all myself. Like it was just so bad. So I'm a little scarred. Um, yeah. There and are I had, in the city that I can say are, are trustworthy. So. Yeah. I feel like now I need to like, just go to people like actually in places like that, but it's like, I don't freaking live in a place that has people like that. So I have to do it through the internet, which is so annoying. Yeah. But 
yeah and like this person I'd asked her I was like do you know how to like grade the plus sizes because like I have like a you know like a wider size range and she was like yeah yeah like I can do that and I was like okay she didn't do that she just graded it evenly all the way up to like you know whatever size I had told her and I was like that's definitely not right and like I know that (laughs) but I don't know how to fix that but I know that's not right (laughs) yeah so yeah so it's so tough because it feels like you know every designer like wants to make sure that every single element of their stuff is done correctly but it's like how much can you really do yourself like I want to do it all myself you know right but it's like you can't like oh you can't do it all yourself and it's 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 hard to like accept that and also yes. hard because it's so hard to find people that can like really do it at the level that you want it and yeah like, that you want it done exactly so yeah it's a lot yeah. <laughs> but it's fine you know we'll manage we'll do yeah. it it's great <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but my skin gets so dry out here in the Midwest winter. For real though, the cold here is no joke. Luckily, we've got way to keep us hydrated. Turn your shower into a self-care moment with the gentle skin softening Way Melrose Place Body Cleanser. It balances your skin without stripping it or leaving unwanted residue while gently cleansing and nourishing at the same time with a luxurious lather. It has skin softening oils in a hydrating blend with high quality nourishing ingredients like jojoba seed oil and rosehip oil. And post-shower, keep your skin feeling satin smooth with Way Melrose Place Body Cream. It's fast-absorbing to nourish your skin when you need it most with hydration that lasts and prevents dryness. It's made with high-quality nourishing ingredients like squalane, coconut oil, kupuwasu butter, and coconut oil. Experience the new Way Melrose Place Body Cream and Body Cleanser, your body, your way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com and use code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get 15% off your entire purchase. That's 15% off your entire order at T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com, code believe B-L-E-A-V. Oh my god, I just had like the biggest brain fart ever. Hold on, I'm gonna look at my notes. I had my friend do a deep dive of you. Of me? <laughs> yeah, I was like, can you do a deep dive on these people that I'm gonna do like my podcast with in case you find something that I don't already know? I think it's funny that there's like enough information about me on the internet now that like right that is quite odd to me yeah the the day that I got an email that that I'm on famous birthdays I was like are you really yeah wait how does that even work though is that it's like Emma Rubinson TikTok star and I literally (laughs) they were like please let us know if any of this information is inaccurate and I was like can you please change TikTok star to fashion that is so funny I don't need to be here as a TikTok star like please fashion designer please and they never responded so that is hilarious I can't believe you're a TikTok star Wow. I can't believe I'm talking to a TikTok star. <laughs> I guess so. You know, a famous birthday said so, so. That's so funny. How many followers do you have on TikTok? Good question. You have like a, you have like your biggest platform on TikTok, right? Uh, yes. On TikTok, I have 242,000. That's insane. I think might've just happened because I, lately my videos have been doing okay. Yeah, you've been popping up a lot on my For You page lately. I need to, I, I have like some more ideas. I just had, didn't sleep at all this week. So I have not filmed No, this. I don't blame you. Also, it takes so long to film TikTok videos. 
especially yeah. like pattern patterning ones you have to like have to think about it you have to like you know kind of figure out how to do it and then actually do it and like yeah. try to describe it in an easy way most of the time I have my pattern making book open like right next to me and I'm just like following the steps I bet like, okay <laughs> this is how you do this type of sleeve <laughs> it's like yeah no I don't blame you also what pattern making books do you use I feel like we should put it out into the world should because I, I go and grab it it's right on yeah the because I literally get asked about pattern making books all the freaking time and I am the worst and I literally do not own a single pattern making book I don't know how I've made it this far this is <laughs> this is my bible it is called pattern making for fashion design okay I will I'll find I a link to love, it love this book I mean it's on Amazon it's yeah on, it, I actually there's actually interestingly a little note on it that the circulation of this edition outside the Indian subcontinent is unauthorized so I guess this is illegal <laughs> nobody needs to know <laughs> nobody needs to know um yeah no I love this book they have it's not only shows you all the pattern manipulations it shows you how to draft a basic set and it has mm. measurement charts it has personal That's measurement nice. charts and form measurement charts so you can kind of compare both of them and yeah. see like fit is different I haven't actually, like, if I were to actually fill one of these out, I'd probably photocopy it because I just can't see myself writing in this book. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to either. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it literally, like, the, and, and people ask me all the, because I do all of my right. tutorials, like, from the basic blocks. Yeah. People ask me all the time how to make the basic blocks. I won't do it. I'm so sorry. But, like, it, <laughs> this is how involved it is. Like, it's a lot. It's It's a lot. Let's see. We've got, like... Drafting the basic set. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. There's like five, 50 steps. Yeah. And that doesn't have anything. That is like just your standard basic block. Like, right. And then it's like you have to sew it in muslin, try it on, and fix the fit issue. Exactly. So it's like yeah yeah I'm I all of my tutorials assume that people are gonna figure that out on their own because it'd be too much honestly yeah it is a lot especially because like you know it's to everybody's measurement so if you're explaining it you have to be like okay well then take your personal measurement and divide by this and do that and it's like different for everybody and that's the a lot thing is, though, what I do think is good about the way that I have been trying to do the tutorials mm -hmm. is the things that I'm showing will work on any size garment. Yes. Like, I think a lot of the, I do get a lot of comments sometimes that are like, oh, but does this work on plus size? Like if, if I'm right. just doing pattern manipulation, you know, I'm adding volume, I'm adding a dart, yeah. I'm adding a style line, things like that. Like those will work on any, you know. Right, it's, like it's, it's like a concept, yeah. On the fit, you know, proportionally, how much volume you want to add, how big the dart you right. want, to be, you know, like where you want to put the style lines, like that's going to depend on how it fits on you. But right it's the same techniques and it's the same, you know, kind of step-by-step. Step. Mm -hmm. So I think that's something that probably like, at least is able to resonate with a lot of people because those, those are like, if you have a block that map, that is the right size. Right. Well, like these, you can do everything. Tutorials will work. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's cool. And I think you do have a really cool niche of pattern making because I don't see it very often. I feel like, like I see a lot of sewing, people on TikTok and like sewing techniques and like you know hemming this and like doing that or whatever but like pattern making is such a I think it's just so complex and nobody wants to take the time to do it I'm honestly surprised <laughs> that I've been able to like grow my account as much as I have because 
I just feel like I must have exhausted my audience by now. Like how, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, there aren't that many people that are going to be that interested. I'm surprised that there are over 200,000 people that are interested enough to like follow yeah. along, you know, like it's so specific, but like, it really is. It's, it is cool. I feel like I know that I am, you know, this is what I do, but like, I would think it'd be interesting to somebody that doesn't even do fashion because everyone wears clothes, you know, like, yeah. Nobody knows what a pant pattern piece looks like. You right. see a pant pattern for the first time and you're like, what's that? Literally. Or like a sleeve. A for sleeve. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, that's not a sleeve. No. Especially if sleeve. there's like volume and like all the things. Oh, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. Like, like it's so cool. Like I, I think it's very satisfying. I have a very like spatially oriented brain. Like I'm mm-hmm. really good at that whole, like rotate this in your head and like, where's the cue? Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> So I feel like with pattern making, it, it really comes like pretty naturally to me to be like, here's this really complex, like sculptural 3D thing, like, mm-hmm. and I deconstruct that and make it a flat piece of paper. Right. Which is and so cool. That That's like, that's really the, the, the core of pattern making is like, how do you take something 3D and like make Flatten it, it out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is so cool. And I feel like that's the part of like, fashion design that people don't see as much which is probably why you've gained like a good audience from it because it's like nobody shows that side and it's like the like the technical side of things too so it's like for somebody who isn't like necessarily super creative like they could do pattern making really well because it's like just like the kind of like math of it and geometry of it which like you wouldn't think about I am so not a math person and I'm I'm not a technical person at all like a lot of my patterns I will like kind of drape and figure out but like yeah I feel like people would expect somebody that's really into pattern making to be like super perfectionist and really into yes. like making exact this and that. And like, I'll do that on garments that I need to fit perfectly, but honestly yeah. a lot of my garments don't need to fit perfectly because they're, I get that or things like that. Yeah. I keep wanting to make a TikTok about this because people will get so mad and it'll be so funny. Um, I, I use the same pair of scissors for everything in my life. I will literally cut chicken, put them in the dishwasher no. on fabric. Oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> I kind of want to make people mad about that. But it's like honestly, you should do it. It's like I can't believe you do that. What happens? Like I cut silk, like maybe it like gets a little jagged edge, but then it's like I I hide it. It's a French seam. Like who cares? Oh my gosh. <laughs> that is the funniest. That's like the number one thing I always tell people was like, don't use the same scissors for anything. Oh, it was have- so drilled in my head from every professor, anybody ever tells you like, never use your paper scissors for your fabric. Wow. That being said, I won't let anybody else use my scissors. I have to know where okay. my scissors are going. Fair. I will use them on chicken and on fabric. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll like cut my scallion you know, into my food and then I'll be like, okay, wash them. They're going back in the sewing room. That is hilarious. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. But I have like five pairs of scissors. Half of them say fabric on them. And I just don't. It's like fabric. Okay. Paper. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, wow. I can't believe you do that. I, I do that. I, I, I will. I do have one pair of scissors. That's my like delicate fabric scissors where like, mm-hmm. I don't want them to get super rusty and dulled out. Yeah. And, I take care of my scissors but it's like it, it just depends it just depends like how much it really matters like if I'm making a like couture super silk really delicate dress like I'll probably just get a new pair of scissors but they don't have yeah. to be like fancy metal shears they just have to right. be you know. yeah 
that makes that. sense or sharpen them I don't know but yeah. I, do you think it would be a funny TikTok I think it'd be a funny TikTok. I think that would be so funny like if I if you hadn't told me that and that TikTok came up on my for you page and it was you and I'd be like I would literally scream at you I will be one of those comments screaming at you <laughs> <laughs> I will do edit and be screaming at you like okay I'm gonna do that right after we get off that's gonna um, be the yeah that is so funny I can't believe you do that (laughs) is there anything else you do like that that I should be aware of (laughs) be aware of um well what are the things that I'm not I'm trying to think about I'm not like I honestly I'm not either in all honesty like I I I can I can do extremely high quality work if that's yeah you know like at my job like things are not done until they're done and I will continue working on them until they're ready to go you know like and if it's like you know my own like I just feel like the most important part of being a designer is being able to fix your mistakes yes that is true and like you can't be like I'm not afraid of making mistakes because I guarantee you like things that things that work like there have been things that I've tried like that I've gotten spots on that have been totally uneven that I've just completely messed up and like but it's it's like usually there's no extra fabric so you learn how to fix and like same yeah. thing with sewing, you know, like uh, I worked on this yellow dress. I've been working on this yellow dress for like, right. Like, I want this yellow dress so bad. Like, but like, I've probably sewed it and ripped it and sewed it again, like three or four times now. I've completely changed the pattern. I've like right. recut, I've recut the pattern from the same fabric that I've already cut. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, and it's going to come out much better. Like, I'm saving, I'm saving money by like, not just going out and buying new fabric. Like True. I'm not going to just settle on a dress that looks like it came from wish. Like my first draft <laughs> was like, are you kidding? It, it was, was a little tragic. I'm not going to lie. It was so ugly. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, like I just kept going at it and I was like, this yeah. is be a good dress. And I, and I learned a lot. I, I remembered that draped bias dresses don't need darts. And that's the whole point of a draped bias yes. dress. I don't know why I tried to put darts in a draped bias dress, but now we've all been there (laughs) and I I know not to do that now. So, yeah, no, I think that's like a common misconception of people thinking that designers are perfectionists. I feel like every designer I talk to, if they're making something like for themselves, like nobody's making it perfectly. Like the inside of like the garments that I make that even like the ones that I take pictures of to like then sell, like usually the inside of those is tragic. And like the pattern making was tragic. But then like the ones that I actually sell, like I, you know, perfect them. They look good. They're completely different Yeah. <laughs> in terms of construction. Well, the dress that I, like one of my capstone dresses, like mm-hmm. the pink one with all the drapes. Yeah. Um, I wore that to, my friend invited me to his like senior formal and I wore mm-hmm. it to the formal. So I had to like alter it a little bit to make it fit me because I, right. I the model and it looked great. But if you were to take the lining out of that dress, you'd be like, what did you do? Like, you yeah. destroyed this dress. I mean, it was like so many hand tacks, so many stitches, so many raw yeah. edges. Like, it looks like a tornado zone inside that dress. But like, you never know because no. it's the lining, you know? Yeah. Like, like, as long as it looks good on the outside, it fits well, then nobody needs to know. Right. And it's like, if I were to do it again, like now I, now I know how I would do it differently. Exactly. And I probably wouldn't spend that. It, it had five pieces. It was like one, two, mm-hmm. three, the back piece and the skirt. Right. And I think I spent upwards of six hours, like hand tacking the pleats on every, on each piece. Oh so my it, God. it was like, 
that was by far the most labor intensive piece of my capstone even though it was like uh, yeah yeah I feel like that's also like something people don't know is like sometimes the simplest pieces are actually the hardest to make yeah I was like originally like I was really looking forward to that dress because I really like I loved it but like right. I I kind of wasn't expecting it to be so technically challenging and yeah. then it was and I was like I feel like this this has earned its spot in the collection you know like it right it, it was as hard to make as the rest of them look <laughs> yes exactly yeah Although I'm, I'm like giving myself a little bit of a break this time. I decided I was considering doing some more like gravity defying fashion things. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't need to do that. Like, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to like work with physics on this one. We're not going to yes. like, yeah, I'm thinking about doing like, I'm going to do like scrap knit, like just get as much scrap as I can mm-hmm. and just like make it into yarn and like knit a super chunky knit. That's, gonna That's so cool. I'm going to get mesh and mm-hmm maybe pour latex on it like cut a dress out of mesh Mm -hmm. and then like and then like pour latex oh so it's like yeah yeah. that would be really cool so that that's like things that I'm excited about I'm excited about it (laughs) like developing new textile techniques like yeah there's nothing I love more than being like because at first I was like oh I'll get like rubber latex and then I'll like cut pattern pieces and I'll like Mm -hmm. kind of piece them together right and then I was at work yesterday and we were talking about it and someone was like oh just like pour silicone and I was like (laughs) that is like I wouldn't even think of that like that's so cool I'm excited to see it I feel like I've never really experimented too much with like textile things so I'm so intrigued by that world not that I don't think I'll ever be in that world because literally I don't have time to even think about it but like it intrigues me so much it's so cool (laughs) yeah for sure and it's like you know people think that it's like oh you just go and get fabric but right how can I take this fabric and make it into something like a different type of material yes how do I I take material like no one's thinking I'm gonna make a dress out of silicone right but like like you can can. (laughs) like yeah yeah that's crazy anything is wearable if you make it and that kind of goes back to like when I was a kid you know like right paper and shopping bags and old t-shirts like yeah anything can become fashion a rug take a rug cut it up make a dress like yeah you could I'm just choosing things in my room you know yeah but it's like very legit you really can make anything like clothes if you style it properly too yeah (laughs) it was wonderful talking to you today thanks for coming on thanks for having me this is so great of course um where can people find you give us a you know shout out all your social media (laughs) amazing um well I'm posting so I have my tiktok which is at emma rubinson official um and my instagram is the same handle on tiktok I kind of post the behind the scenes like tutorial type of stuff and then I try to keep my instagram pretty much to my work and my life I don't have like a separate personal and design account because I Mm -hmm. feel like my life informs so much of my work and I I like I also just could not handle another account it's a lot (laughs) um yeah that is my handle and I'm hoping to I'm hoping to grow it you know a bit more this year I've been kind of working with some more brands for TikTok posts and I I'm excited to launch my launch my stuff on Instagram so yes good I'm excited to see it all like come to life so I hope it does 
<laughs> it will. It will. We are manifesting it for you. It will come to life. <laughs> Don't yeah. you worry. But yeah, thanks for coming on. And uh, we'll see you guys in the next one. <laughs>